This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Uh, I've gathered you all here to record the introduction to this week's podcast. If you'd like, okay. you like to go around in a circle and introduce yourselves, please. Hi. We'll start with me. Yeah, OK. My name is Ian Lee. This is my show. Don't let anybody forget that. My name's we'll Justin. Go to oh, right, Kelly okay. next. Hi, I'm Kelly. And your role is? Um, okay, next. Uh, my Catherine. name. My name's Joni Cunningham. Can you stop being an idiot? Do it properly. I thought it'd be nice. I'm Chachi's the... wife. All right, they didn't get married. I thought it'd be nice. They should have. That I, she now lives in a trailer park. I just thought it'd be nice if we introduced ourselves to the listeners so they know who the team is. So just tell them who you are, jo- uh, Catherine. I'm Marge Simpson. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> right, next. Uh, my name's... Sh- I'm Paul Scoynes. And what's your job? Seriously, what's your job? I've got no idea what you do here. Uh, I go to council meetings. So you don't have to. Thank you. Uh, my name's Justin. And I'm and the... Basil, we've got time for Are you OK to carry on with your... Let's do it now. What can I... Can I not say? Well done on downloading this free yet brilliant podcast. If you listen to the show during the week, this is the sort of thing you can expect. I'm going to blow the lot tomorrow on all my family. We'll catch the coast at eight. So don't be late. We're off to the sea. Hurry up, will you, Grandad? Come on, we're going down to Margate. And don't forget your buckets and spades cozies and all down to Margate we'll have a pill of jelly deals at the cockle store down to Margate we'll go to the pier and we'll have a beer aside of the sea you can keep the cost of Brava I'm telling you mate I'd rather have a day down Margate with all my family Paul if you'd like to read this oh, right, yeah. good huh That'll make you listen, right? No? Then read it properly. Read it, read it word for word, because it's funny if you do it word for word. I, I th- you missed out that. OK, word for word. Yeah. Good, huh? That will make your listen, right? No? You're, you're not doing it word for word. You're oh, actually missing I, out no, a word. That, well, oh, there's two rights. Yeah. OK, sorry. Good, huh? That will make your listen, right? Right? No? What? <laughs> then maybe this will. This aeroplane, this aeroplane, this aeroplane. Mm. Big story. I didn't really follow it much when I was in the States, but it was on the news a lot. When I was in the bar, they had the, the TV on, and there were big, big things about it. Um, the, the different theories in the sun, for example. They've got three, three theories here, that it flew beneath the radar, uh, and it could be being used as, you know, it could have been uh, hijacked. A black hole that it's crashed into a part of the world that's not being monitored. Uh, or, or one of the pilots wanted to commit suicide. Now, yeah. you said earlier... Earlier on, that you were bored of the conspiracy theories. Has it been kind of the talking point in the boozers over the weekend? Absolutely. I mean, really? some people genuinely, they genuinely believe that aliens have abducted this plane. Right. Now, as stupid as that may sound, a plane just can't disappear. It's been missing, what, since the, the 8th of March? Uh, 239 people on board. Uh, the search now involves 26 different yeah. countries. Um, you wanted more conspiracy theories. Yeah. I've been up to uh, Luton Airport this morning. I've gathered a few for you you in the last 30 minutes or so here's what people had to say personally i think it's been taken and it'll get sold to like russia or something right okay so the plane's been taken it's been stolen it's going to yeah. be sold what about the people on the plane though where, where do you think they are 
well, if it has been taken to like, Afghanistan or something, they're going to use it as, as ransom. So like, they'll go, right, we want this much money. I don't know. So you're gonna put, I tell you what we'll do, Justin. Mm. We're gonna put, I'm going to pause it and come in. OK. That's nonsense. <laughs> why, would, why would Russia buy a 777? They've probably got loads themselves. So why would Russia want to buy an aeroplane that they could never, ever use? <laughs> I don't know. You wanted bizarre no, conspiracies. No, I do. I, I, th- th- we never know. Maybe one of these could be the truth. Mm. But, but there is no way that aeroplane could be sold to a state. It, it, it couldn't happen. It couldn't be used. That could never be used. You never know. OK, let's, go, let's carry on and see what happens next. Do you think the people are still alive and yeah, at some point in the next few weeks the ransom will, will then come to light? Yeah, definite. Um, they'll go, all right, we want 50 million or we're going to kill all these people. What's now, that, now that I can dig, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> you can dig that one. I can, can dig you? that one. The, yeah. the, the passengers are alive and they're being held hostage. The thing that makes me think that isn't the case is that, where are we now? It's like 12 days or something, isn't mm. it? That, that we've not heard that ransom demand already. We've not heard Al-Qaeda or whoever say, we've got it. But why not, you know, if they have got those people yep. and everyone praying that those people are still yep. alive, that yep. if they can leave it a few weeks, surely the ransom will be higher, won't it? The ransom will be high, whatever yeah. it is. Mm. I, I suppose they could be... It, it, how do you hide 230 people? How do you shift... Once they're out of that aeroplane, how do you shift 230 people around? I, you, you can't do it. Well, you would think that somebody surely would have a mobile phone either to text somebody or yep. to get a message, but, but then again, you don't know how these people operate. Yeah. If this plane has been hijacked, we're not talking about two or three people going on board and hijacking a plane. If it is going to be as big as that, it's going to be a, a huge operation that's been planned for years, probably. You mentioned a good thing about some, someone, would, someone would have hidden a mobile phone. Yeah. And someone would have, would have, sent, would have received a text from, you know their Uncle Johnny that's on the plane, and we've had none of that. You would think so. You would certainly think okay. so. Let's, let's carry on. Kaz, we're here at Luton Airport this morning. You're a, an aviation enthusiast. What do you think has happened to this plane? Where is this plane? Well, I think it might well have crashed. A, a large aeroplane like that to disappear, totally disappear, and there must be somebody that's seen that on radar, in my opinion. They must know where it is, more or less. Maybe some countries are not revealing all they know. Right, so you think... The plane has crashed, what, at the bottom of the ocean? Possibly, yeah, possibly, because if um, something really major happened on board and um, it would have gone straight down and there's such a vast expanse of water out there that it could take a while to find. Now, sensible. Mm-hmm. The plane's yeah. crashed. Apparently, according to the paper, I didn't know this, there are bits of the ocean that we can't see. Yep. There are some bits that are very, very deep. Yeah. You would think so, and certainly you're watching these air crash investigation programmes. Um, a lot of the, the the planes which have crashed into the ocean, it takes a, a massive operation to try and get hold of that wreckage. But I go on to make the point here: surely we would have seen something in. He goes on. Okay, let's carry on. What about seats, though, the seats not come up. No, the seats will stay on the aeroplane, and um, unfortunately, if the airplane doors wouldn't open, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't if it went straight down, um, then it would be straight. No, it'll take a while. Okay, so which country, just lastly, which country do you think knows about this plane crashing but they won't reveal that information? Well, there are some countries out there that, um, because of security reasons, can't give out information. Such as? Well, I don't really want to name names because I'm not sure myself Mm. which countries that might be, but I just think that there may be some people that know something, but it's just a guess. I think it's probably been hijacked and it's been taken somewhere that's uh, been very well organised. Uh, and hence it's just disappeared off the radar. So you think those people on that plane, then, are still alive? Yes, I do. 
and I think perhaps there's yet a ne- well the next perhaps stage of the story to come out when they're ready to do that. Mm. You know, these are these are people who put these things together are very structured and I think it's the element of surprise that they actually spring on people because they're organised and the people that are on board that aircraft don't know what's happening, that they are taken disadvantage of. I mean, how incredible would that be if every single person on that plane was still alive? Oh, well, it would be fantastic for them and I do really feel that if they are alive they must be so petrified at this particular yeah. moment in time. I do, and you know, my heart's go out to all their families. It's just, you know, incredibly disappointing that something like this can happen. <sighs> It's, it's one of the weirdest stories that has mm. been around for a long, long time. And I, I, I'm suspecting we're going to kind of get to the stage where we ain't never going to find out the answer. Well, I don't know. You know, th- those people there, Ian, those people were either plane spotters or they work in the airline industry. Yeah. And I think a lot of people I spoke to this morning, other people, we didn't have time to, to put on that tape. But a lot of people strongly believe all of those passengers and crew, 239 of them on board, a lot of people still believe they're out there, they are alive. Justin keep listening because uh, Howard's in London. Morning, Howard. London. I'm in London town, mate. How you doing? All right, geez. You've got a theory yeah. on the plane. You've got, you've got a minute. Yeah. You've got a minute. Go on. Right. I personally think, my own opinion, and I seriously think it didn't even take off. Go on. That's it. Wait, it didn't take off? No. What do you how think happened? Plane, how can a plane, the 777, they are huge. How can the plane of that magnitude not be found? You tell me. Well, I, d- I don't know if it gets lost in a blind part of the ocean. No, no. You'd find it. You'd find it. Are we, are you, are, I'm, well, I, Howard, listen, I've got to end the show, but it's an interesting... It's the first time I've heard that one. The plane never even took off. He's kind of suggesting a Capricorn 1 scenario, if you get the reference. <laughs> Catherine, would you like to do the next one, please? Mm-hmm. At 6.30 every morning... Are you Catherine doing a voice? No, I'm doing my own voice. Don't do a voice. Don't do a okay. voice. At 6.30 every morning... You're doing a Catherine... voice. OK. Do your normal voice. At 6.30 oh. every morning, Catherine, I go to the papers. Just... OK, which bit's me? What, 6.30 every morning? Yeah. OK. At 6.30 every morning, Catherine and I go... I'm not you, though. He's doing a voice. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he is a voice. Sh- shall, I, shall I just read this word for word? Yeah, why not? Okay. I don't matter. OK. At 6.30 every morning, Kath and I, but even though I'm not Ian, go through the papers. On Wednesday, it was somehow became... Oh, sorry. Uh, became our bad food confessions out. Right, yeah, go on. At 6.30 every morning, Ian and Kath go through the papers. On Wednesday, it somehow became their bad food confessions hour. I say hour, it was 2 minutes 49 seconds. You're welcome to skip that. I once worked in the bread, the bakery department of a large supermarket chain. Two stories, one of which I probably shouldn't tell. The one I can tell is disgusting enough. I, one of my jobs was to get the big, massive, um, like, dough from the dough-making machine into the, the bread-making, the, the bun-making machine. So you put it in the, the kind of all squidgy dough and it would come out as bun, bun-shaped. Then you put them in on trays and put them in the oven. How much dough am I holding here? I don't... Um, about a laundry basket. I've got, like, a laundry basket's worth of dough, but you're not, it's not in anything, you're just holding it, right? And so it's... It's all dripping everywhere. And it all fell on the floor, right? And I picked it up. I think, oh, blimey, I'm in trouble here. I picked it up and it was covered in dirt and there was, like, little bits of grit and horrible stuff like that. And so I just put it in the, in the roll-making machine. Oh. And if any of them came out with little obvious bits of grit, I just put them back in until it got mixed out. That is disgusting, isn't that it? It really is, but... I used to work in a cafe. Yeah. And 
you know, I was about 17 yeah. and didn't do anything at home. My mum used to do everything. Yeah. And um, so they put me on sandwich-making duty uh -oh. on my first day and they gave me a big bowl of salad and some fillings. They told me how to make the sandwiches so they looked full, but they weren't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you put it all down the middle. Yeah, clever. I've had those sandwiches. Um, so I made the sandwiches up and I got to the bottom of the bowl of salad. Yeah. And there were all little beetles in there. Oy. And I didn't realise I had to wash it. So... Sorry. We can make that story more dramatic. So, t t tell me the story again, ending on there are all little beetles in there. I got to the bottom of the bowl of salad, having made these sandwiches in the, the way that they told me, and there are a load of beetles in the bottom. Oh, hang on, I've, I've got the fader down. Right, we'll do, hang on, do it again, do it again. Do it again. Right, OK. Go. So I made these sandwiches the way they told me to. Yeah. Got to the bottom of the bowl of salad, full of beetles. It was worth it. It was almost worth it. I went to try and get the sandwiches back. Are yeah, we f finished? Can you do it again? OK, yeah. They'd, be, they'd all be sold. Oh, hold on. Hang on. Go. I went to get the sandwiches back. Yeah. They'd all been sold. Oh. <laughs> the other story is even worse. Is this a, is this a sandwich story? This is the, the, the other transferring the dough into the... But if you've got uh, bad hygiene stories from where you've worked in places, don't mention the places, obviously, but 08459 455 555. Or stuff you, you're glad you didn't post on Instagram. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, it, was, it was the same story as, as putting, putting the buns in until the thing had... But the, I cut my finger. No! I'd cut my finger. Just leave it. Some of those buns were pink. <laughs> Kelly, bad phone in bets had a bad phone in idea, and it was. <laughs> it's been uh, 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 from the bosses who remember when they told, told me I had to call us the morning crew. Well, I've, I managed to get that changed. My agent had strong words with them about that. But the trade-off was Kelly Betts has to have more airtime. BBC is all about developing young talent. And I said, well, you 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 got starting with a blind horse then. Did they say I was talent? Well, they, they are encouraging you talent, and I argued that they were starting at the wrong point. They should be getting Ollie, work experience lad, to oh, come he's in. he's very good, isn't he? He's he is good. He is brilliant. But they said, no, you're stuck with Kelly Betts. So, Kelly, oh, you've sorry. come up with a phone-in today, which I'm hoping doesn't take off. Tell us a little bit about it. Betts Hearts and Bucks songs. Call me now, 08459 455 555. Uh, Hitching a ride. Yeah, that was mine. Yeah, Before I realised it was a until there was you, uh, Heath and reach out for me. Yeah, the only oh, wait, four, five, the only nine, person to four, take four, five, five, double five. The only person to take part in this is is Linda. Yeah, we said it in the first hour Twitter. when no one listens. Well, Linda, take off now. Linda and Twitter on Twitter has sent two tweets mm -hmm. packed That's full of Linda. fun. Are you gonna let me read them or? I would love to hear them. Tring tring, Abba. <laughs> That's good. Go Western. Nice. Only You by Yazoo. I love that That's one. my favourite. Tell It To My Hartford by Taylor Dane. That's quite a good one, nice, actually. Nice. Tell It To My Heart. She was quite butch, Taylor Dane, wasn't she? She was frightening. She was sort of Anastasia. Oh, I, you, I had such a crush on Anastasia. Really? Such a crush. What was, um, what was Anastasia's big hit? That one. That one. Oh. What was the other big hit she had? That one again, but with a different name. I'm out of love, set me free. 
Uh, and Cotton End Joe by the Rednecks. Cotton End Joe. Oh, <laughs> wow. She is good. Well, she's good in as much as she's really um, taken the hook of your terrible phone-in idea and, and literally gone with it. 08459 or text 81333, start your message with 3CR. Here's some potentially good news for um, the people on the 3CR gripe page who hate me and that other fella who, who hates me even more. Um, if, if this phone-in takes off, I, I will quit. Ah. It means... No. What? I mean, oh. It means I've completely misunderstood what um, phone-in radio should be about. Well, we're we're name-checking where people live in a really I'll, fun, happy manner. I will, I will just read out a, a list of names. Give me a list of names to read. I'm happy to do that. No, but this makes it fun. St Albans. St Albans. Stevenage. No, but Shaking you've got to into a song. Shaking oh, Stevenage. Let's see where you're going with that. No? Yeah? I'll, right. I'll take that. OK. Woe Burning Love. No. Is that a no or a nice? <laughs> That's nice. OK. Three Stepping Leads to Heaven. Is that okay? <laughs> yep. I don't, there's, I don't, there's no wrong ones, I don't, as long as they're <laughs> place names in the three counties. I don't get what the fun element of this is. Oh, I'm having fun. Are you not having fun? Look at the smile on my face. Look how big it is. Are you having fun, Kath? We're a couple of swells. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not having fun. Yeah, but you never have fun. Like, Newton, me, are everything. Right, OK, this is a bit stupid now. <laughs> Lynn's on the line. Morning, Lynn. Morning, Lynn. Lynn? 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 T- oh, she's turning her radio off, is she? Lynn! Lynn! Uh, Lynn! Lynn! Sorry. Oh, for goodness. Where have you been? I was turning my radio off. Was it in the, in, the, in the East Wing or something? I was in the East Wing, yes. I'm fortunate the butler's not in today. Oh, he's got a day off, has he? Couple of things for you, darling. Yes, if any of them involve um, songs with local names, then I'm going to go right off you, my love. I'm afraid one does. Oh, nuts. Go on. Stopsley, in the name of love, before you break my heart. Not oh, cause, like, like Stopsley? Yeah. Yeah, and, and stop in the name of love. No, Stopsley yeah. in the name of love yeah. before you break my heart. Yeah, so stop. it's like Stopsley. It is Stopsley, but it's Stop the song, isn't it? Yeah, so it's like. So it's Stopsley. So it's Stopsley. It's based on Stopsley. Yeah. And it's also based on Stop in the name of love. Yes. So Stopsley in the name of love. I'm finding it really... Look, Kelly Betts is literally wetting herself with laughter at this. Uh, Lynn, I'm I'm struggling to get enthused about this. Oh, that's someone else. The other thing I wanted to say... Yes, Lynn? I don't think you should threaten to resign quite so lightly because I think you'll find the chap that stood in for you is jolly good. He was very good. Safraz Mansour. And also, he he wasn't rude to anybody. Well, that's going to be his downfall. Oh, and when's your birthday? Sorry? You're what nuts. Date? You're nuts this morning, Lynn. You're all over the shop. <laughs> you've been, you've been sipping well. at the cowpole or something. What date is your birthday? Uh, June the 9th. I thought it was this month. No, it's, uh, it's April, May. I'm just under three months away from being 41. Well, don't worry about it. I'm 60 in September. I know, and it sounds hellish. Area. It sounds hellish. And also, why yes. change the pound coin? What's what? the matter with these people? Uh, well, it's, it means we can say Thropney Bits. I know, but we all know what that rhymes with. You'd love I mean, to get... I, do, I do remember Thropney Bits. You'd love to get your hands on some Thropney Bits again, wouldn't you, Lynn? I bet it's my been a while. Mum, 
mine were mentioned as rather good trippy bits, as I recall, so. Yeah. Lynn, well, you... <laughs> you're a mucky old pup. We'll say ta-ta. <laughs> Have a lovely day. Bye-bye, bye-bye. What's, how good was Safras when he filled in for me? He was excellent. I mean, he was when you... brilliant. He the... made me realise what radio was supposed to be What like. it could be. What it could be, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, not as good as me, though. Well, uh, he was different from you. He's different, yeah. exactly. Different yeah. and therefore not as good. We were thinking of you the whole time. But we were also thinking, wow, wow, he's good. Fred's in Luton. Morning, Fred. Good morning. Did you hear Safraz Mansour when he filled in for me? Sorry? Yeah. Did you hear the gentleman who filled in for me? Yes. Was he any good? Yes. Who was, who was best, me or him? Uh, well, uh, the, the comparisons are different, aren't Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. So who was yeah. best, me or him? Um, well, I, I've got to be kind, I suppose. As you're on air. <laughs> not the, so not, the <laughs> not the enthusiastic show of support I was expecting from my loyal listeners. Fred, what have you called in about this morning? Um, I am a high salute and suit and shooting son of the gun from Arizona. Well, that's great to know, but why have you called in this morning? That's why. Oh, it's a song title! I'm a high salute and suit and shooting son of the gun from Arizona, yes. Who was... I don't know that song, Fred. Who Who is that by? Oh, goodness me. How many years do you want me to go back? 560. Way back into my youth. Wow. Oh, gosh, it I'm is heading, 500. I'm heading for my 93rd. Uh, when, when is your 93rd birthday? Uh, in May. In May, OK. I'm, I'm, I'm dreading being 41. You're over twice <laughs> my age. Is it all downhill from here? No, man. The best is still to come. Fred, you're, you're a good sport. Thank you very much for calling. Cheers. Speak to you soon. Ta-ta. Well, there we go. No man. No man. What was that song again? I'm a highfalutin' rootin' tootin' son of a gun. <laughs> Can I have a clip of that, please? I can also have a clip of Fred saying no man. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455555 is the telephone. Can we get... I, 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 I just realised Fred was really rude to me. Oh, I'll be nice to you because you're on the line. Yeah, you were best. Well, no, no. The thing Fred has and the thing that Safraz has yeah. is the ability to um, be subtle. I can be subtle. And diplomatic. And they were charming. And charming. I'm charming. Most of all. Char- yeah. I'm charming. What are you talking about? I'm, being, I'm well charming. I'm being charming now. Would you like a cup of tea, madam? No, that's not charming. That's. Uh, yes, I would like a cup of tea. Would you like to... Excuse me, madam. Would you like to sit on this chair? What's that special voice? That's my charming voice. You're moving your hands and head like a puppet. Excuse me, madam. Would you like me to carry your bags for you? I can be good. charming. You know what? It's good, but it's just not, not yeah. soft, is Nice it? try. Madam, please, let me open this door for you. I will cross you the, across the road. I'll cross you the road. You need to work on that. It's charming. It's not. For goodness sakes, I'm charm personified. <laughs> Alan's in Ascot. Good morning, Alan. Morning. Morning, Alan. What would you like to say? Blocked passages. Excuse me? Blocked passages. What, uh, what's this in relation to, please? This could cover several stories we're talking about this morning. Uh, the the, the, the uh, town that's named after something a lift. Geoffrey? No. Not today, thank you. <laughs> I really enjoyed what you did earlier, Paul, so I'd like you to read the next one, please. <clears throat> we speak about loads on the show. It's hard-hitting and serious, yet fun and intelligent. But sometimes you are too easy to wind up. Good morning, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm really at the edge. What can I do for you today? Well, you were talking about the metric system before. Yes. 
and I guess you don't really understand it too much. Well, I mean, I, I have a, a vague grasp of some of it. I'm, I'm of the weird generation where I was kind of taught half imperial and half metric. Yeah, so, so was I as well. But see, put it to you this way. When you go to the gas station or the petrol station, as you call it, yes. um, what do you pay in? You pay in, you, you buy it by the, by the, uh, per litre, right? I, I put it on my card. No, no. You, you, when you buy the petrol, they sell it to you by the litre. Yeah, but I, I, I pay for it with a debit card. Well, good for you, but all I'm trying to tell you is that the, when you buy it from the store, yeah. they sell it to you per litre. Because if they told you what it was per gallon, nobody would buy it because it's about seven pounds per gallon. But what? You buy the liter. But I don't know what a gallon or a, I don't even know. I don't even know what either of those things are. I, if Always I... multiply it by one point six. Multiply what? Well, okay, there's four and a half liters in a gallon. Uh, yeah. Right. Now, when you when you when you're driving your car, you're doing say sixty miles an hour. That's a hundred kilometers an hour. Right. And if you look at your car, it gives it to you in both uh, gauges. So, so, a hu- so 100 kilometres an hour is faster than 60 miles an hour? No, it's the same speed. But it's a different number? It's a different number. So which is fastest? 100 miles an hour? No, 60 miles an hour or 100 kilometres an hour? Well, you figure it out. I would say, see, I would say 100 kilometres an hour is faster because it's a higher number. I just told you that 100 kilometers an hour is the same yep. as 50 miles per hour. Okay, but 100. Right? So okay, so be, but let me get this straight because I'm I don't I don't get this in the slightest. So that's faster then. Okay, I'm going to ask you a silly question. Yeah. Did you actually go to school or were you home taught? Because you don't your comprehension is not very good lately. What do you mean? Well, you have to have things explained to you five times before you can figure out what is really going on. And I feel sorry for you because I think your comprehension level is going downhill. Maybe you should go to the doctors and have your brain checked. What do you mean by comprehension level? I'm confused. Okay, 100 kilometres an hour is equivalent to 60 miles per hour. Okay. Do you know what the word equivalent means? Yeah, of course I do. It means they're the same. There you go. You just answered your own question then. Okay. But so which one is faster? You're not explaining this very well, my friend. Okay, let me ask you another question. Please do. What falls fastest? A pound of feathers or a pound of steel? Um, the steel would. Okay, so obviously... The... Here's, okay, here's a question. What, what's heaviest? A ton of feathers or a ton of bricks? Well, I would have to say they're the same, but you wouldn't Wrong. think so. Wrong. Okay, well, obviously then... The, the bricks are obviously BBC heavier, they're bricks. Why BBC gave you this job, I've got no idea. Because the other guy, when you were away in the US, he was actually pretty good. Bricks I, are heavier. Michael. I'm a little bit paranoid right now. Michael. You actually might not have your contract rewritten. Michael. Bricks are heavier than feathers. Everyone knows that. Come on, get with the programme, brother. You said a ton of bricks and a ton yep. of feathers. Yeah. Same weight. No, well, no, it's not, because bricks are heavier. <laughs> OK, you, you obviously need a little bit of help. I'm serious, I think you do. OK. And I, I feel sorry for you, because um, obviously then... You, let me ask you a question. Please do, do Michael. Paid, do you get paid in pounds, or do you get paid in euros? Uh, I get paid in pounds. What's worth more, a pound of... One, one pound or one euro? What, it, well, it depends. A euro's worth nothing here. So I'd say a pound. Oh, boy. Listen, Michael, well, I tell you what, when there's a ton of bricks falling down and a ton of feathers, you stand under the bricks, I'll be under the feathers. Let's see who the last man standing is, shall we? I think you've lost it. I, really I think you lost it when a ton of bricks uh, falls on you and a ton of feathers falls slowly onto my hand and I just catch it. Well, if there's a ton of bricks... And a ton of feathers. Yeah. And a ton of feathers are in one big bag, and yeah. a ton of bricks are in a big bag. It's floating gently down. 
I, I think you've lost it. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you indeed. <clears throat> Bricks are heavier than feathers, right? Deal? You got that? <laughs> stay calm, stay calm. Howard's in Leighton Buzzard. Good morning to you, Howard. Hello, mate. Are you winding me up this morning or what? I don't... Well, I don't know, am I? Did you go to school? Yes, I did. I went to um, I, I went to school in Slough. I went to Claycott's oh, Junior. Claycott's yeah, Claycott's Junior Middle School, and then I went to the Sir William Herschel Grammar School. Oh, yeah. He discovered. There, he did. Do you know what Sir William Herschel discovered? Go on. Uranus. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. I thought it was me. There we go. You see. What What, what do you want to say, Howard? Like- Maths, mate. Did you go? Did you do maths at school? I, I did. Yes, I had uh, Mrs. Navabi um, taught oh. me maths, and she was excellent. Did, did I do what? Physics. I did do physics. Yeah, Mr. Pugh taught oh. me that. So you did. You did maths, and you did maths, and uh, what's it called? Physics. Volume. Uh, yeah. What's the point you're getting at, Howard? You're confusing yourself here, mate. Go on. No, no. You're all about bricks and feathers. Yeah. Well, you need more feathers to make the same weight up as a brick. Right. So it'd be the same way in general. Yeah. Okay. Let, okay. Let's go back to. Uh, should we go back to basics, Howard? Go on. Then. You got one brick. Yeah. You got one feather. Yeah. Which is the heaviest? Well, the brick would be. Thank you. It? Okay. Let's now. Let's go up a little bit. You got two bricks. Yeah. You got two feathers. That's different, though. We're talking no, about no, no, no. It's not, points. Howard. No, Just no, go, no, no, go no, with no, me. No. Go with me on this. No, no, go no. with me on this. You got two <laughs> bricks. You got two feathers. No. Which is the heaviest? No. Well, the brick again, obviously. Let's go up again. You've got three bri- bricks, right. you've got three right. feathers. Which is the heaviest? Uh, right, OK. We're, we're talking about weight. I'm getting not, to that. I'm getting not, to we're that. We're not talking about the amount. Of, the amount. We're yep. talking about the weight. I know. It's, mo- it's basic multiplication, Howard. Yeah. yeah we three bricks, three yeah. feathers. Which is the yeah. heaviest? No, but... Uh, all right. Which is the heaviest? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say I know, it. I know. Bricks. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we we multiply that all the way up to a mm. ton of bricks mm. and a ton of feathers. Right. Okay. So follow yeah. the logic. Um, which so is no, you, which you is just, the heaviest? You just changed it there, haven't you? You just changed it. Which you is the weight? Right. You just said weight. Do you? Oh dear. You didn't say the amount. You said weight. Okay. No, it's different. Do you want to go through it again? No. Thanks very much for calling. <laughs> Albert's on the line. Morning, Albert. Morning, Ian. Hey, whoa, whoa. Well, let me just turn that down a little bit. You're very, oh, uh, you're very uh, perky today. Yes, I've got the splint on. I'm all good to go. Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm all right. Thank you very much. Excellent. Listen, yes, I've been trying to catch you out this morning, and I'm on to them. Yeah, they've been trying to tell you, particularly that lady earlier with her kilo of bricks, her kilo of feathers. <laughs> I've, I've worked this out right. Yeah. Small amounts. You're absolutely right. Right. If you had a bag of bricks and a bag of feathers, yes. same weight. Yeah. If you had a kilo of bricks and a kilo of feathers, same weight. But a ton is bigger. So if that fell on you, it'd squash you flat. You're absolutely right. Whereas the ton of feathers would gently float down. Exactly. And also, when are you ever going to see a ton of feathers anywhere? You see, a, you see a ton of bricks on buildings, sir. When are you going to see a ton of feathers? Are there birds, like, gathering in trees en masse? It's not going to happen, is it? Trick question. At last, Albert, someone with uh, a degree of sense phoning in. I do wonder sometimes, I enjoy this job, but I do wonder sometimes who I'm broadcasting to. Absolutely. 
You see, that degree I did didn't go to waste, did it? What, what degree did you do, Albert? I did astrophysics at Hatfield Poly. And that sustains you well in the meatpacking industry, has it? Well, it's got me through so far, I have to be honest. It doesn't come into it a whole lot when I put the nappies on the meat. Well. But I, I did drop out after the first six weeks. So technically you've not got a degree then? Well, they gave me an honorary degree. To get well, rid of they you? Said, they gave me a piece of paper with my name on it and a big star. Go on. OK. Come on, um, Justin. You've not really risen to the challenge today. I like new callers to the show. The newer, the better. Don't be sarcastic. OK. I like new callers to the show. It's not you, it's Ian. OK. I like new callers to the show. No. Is that an impression no. of me? Yeah. I mean... What's all the breathy stuff? I'm not breathy. I'm not breathy. Ian likes new callers to the show. OK. Ian likes new callers to the show. Every now and again he gets them. The newer the better. If you've never called in before, then do it this week. You will love it. 08459 455 555 between the hours of 6 to 9, Monday to Friday. If you do... Are you a professional broadcaster oh. or what? Hang gonna... on. There's a, no, that's There's a nice lot of all, extraneous There's noise. a sneeze, you spoke over it, and Justin, you're ad-libbing. That's the sneeze. Why not? That's the sneeze that's been coming on. Okay, okay. <laughs> Should we just... This bit let's do working. this, come on. Come Should on. we just skip this bit? Let's, let's do it, let's do it. Okay. We'll do it properly then. Okay. Ian likes new callers to the show. The newer, the better. If you've never called him before, then do it this week. 08459 455555 between the hours of 6 to 9, Monday to Friday. If you do, you'll save me from the regular calls that he gets, like this one. No. You said, if you do, you'll save me from the... OK. Ian. If you do, you'll save me from the regular calls I get, like this one. Thank you, Ian. Professional. Thank you. Matt? Matt? I'm here. Yes, Matt. You were hiding on, a, on Fader 1. I've got something to say to you this morning, and you won't like this. Oh, my gosh. Go on. Are you ready for this? Yes, I am, sir. I was a Radio 2 listener, yeah. right, yeah. when Morgan was on. Then yeah. Chris Evans come on, and I switched straight off. Yeah. On to you. Good, good lad. Well done. You made the right choice. No, I didn't. Sorry? You sound worse than Chris Evans this morning. In what respect, Matt? And the best part of your programme this morning was when Jonathan came on. Yeah. You, you've gone a bit silly, I think. In, in what respect, Matt? Well, we, we're doing silly things on there. We're not keeping up to the, the, the good news we always listen to. You mean... Up-to-date news. OK. You mean the thing about the place names, don't you? What a load of rubbish. Oh, Matt, listen, listen. I am glad you are. No, hang Chris on. Evans, too, you are. Look, Matt, listen, I didn't want to do the place name songs. Well, who suggested it? Kelly Bet suggested it, and yeah, I have... I like Kelly a lot. Well, but... it was her idea. I, and I have been told by management that the BBC is supposed to be encouraging new young talent. Oh, this rubbish. So I've got to take some of Kelly's ideas and run with them. I don't want to do it. It's an awful idea. You know, this, the next thing we'll have on BBC Three Counties is Chris Evans, and I'm dreading that. Well, it could happen. Never. You should have seen who they were trying to get to fill in for me. Man alive, that would have made you jump. Anyway, uh, well, listen, Matt, would you like to tell Kelly what you think of her, of her idea? Uh, well, she already knows, because I did say it already, and I was told not to swear. Oh, that wasn't to me. No. I, didn't spe- I haven't spoke to you today, Matt. Hi, how oh, are you? you? Hello, Kelly. How Hello. are you? Right? Tell her what you think, Matt. Go on, because I'm getting the flack for Kelly, this, and this I isn't my gig. Ver- I think it's very silly, and I didn't expect that from you. I expected what? it from Ian, but not from you, Kelly. But it's, um, it's a fun game, and we get to name-check all the places around the three counties. Yeah. Like Luton, Luton through any window. It's, it's very Chris uh-huh. Evans, isn't it? Hey. It's very Hello? Chris Evans. Hasn't he won a load of awards? Uh, I think he has. I think he's got the most listeners 
No, not as many as Terry Wogan used to have. Sorry. Oh, oh. Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan. Okay, Matt. I'm sorry you feel that way about my only phone. Matt, I, listen, I, Matt, I agree with you 100%, and from the bottom of my heart, I apologise. I sincerely apologise, and tomorrow we'll be back to that great news. Ian, I don't like you now because you're doing a bit of a creep job. <laughs> what the f- What is your problem? <laughs> oh, You've called up to have a go. You should be apologising to me, Matthew. You've had a go at me for something that wasn't my idea. I've put you in touch with the person whose idea it was. You should be saying sorry to me. Say it oh, now. Okay, Chris Evans, too. Say sorry. sorry to me. Uh, Say it. Uh, right, get off. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. He's phoned up to have a go at me for something that isn't my fault. It's your fault. I'm pointing at Kelly Betts, dear listener. Hi. And then he doesn't apologise to me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jog on, fella. No, thank you. Not, not today. Go on. I'm not buying any of your, your dishcloths today. He's still there. He might still be there. You still there, Matt? He's gone. Oh, he listened. Good. He's gone. Good. People need... Listen, all right. I'm gonna, I'm, I wasn't going to... I've been thinking about this for a long time. I thought, I'm not going to do it. I've been advised not to do this. I'm oh, going to no, do it. Oh, no, 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 not I'm that. Doing it. I'm doing it. Don't do that. No, I'm doing resign. it. I'm doing it. Are you going to break down? No, I'm not going to break down. Resign? No, I'm not going to resign. What so, are you going to do? I'm going to... Uh, uh, dear listener, no. right, you need to up your game. Seriously, you need to up your game. You, the last three months... They have been slacking off, right? And I have come in here and I have done some golden radio. I've worked my backside off, excuse my language. And we are just not getting the goods from you. Yeah, you and your car, on your way to school, on your way to work, cooking your breakfast. Pull your finger out, otherwise I am off. There's one shrug in the shoulders there. We do mean you too. Y- you, yeah, you! Don't look at your friend. Sort it out. Seriously, I'm... Sort it out. I'm going to play a song now so we can all just calm down and we can get back to uh, having a little bit of fun. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor and I don't like it very much. Oh, no, oh, no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. Oh, gee, oh, gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee. Oh, fiddle, oh. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle Oh heck, oh heck He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck Oh dread, oh dread He's followed by (laughs) This week, Akbar from Lucen phoned him He was very concerned about Ian Lee We all are, to be fair Akbar's in Luton, good morning Akbar Good morning Ian What can Uh, I do for you boss? Uh, boss, uh, I have. Uh, uh, it's just coming across this morning that you feel a bit upset. Uh, and uh, what do you mean? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, you have really come across as being very angry with uh, with I don't know who with, but uh, it's it's disturbing. I mean, what what has upset you, Ian? Yeah. My friend, we are. Uh, I am one of your friends, and uh, I'm deeply concerned uh, uh, how you came across about uh, five, six minutes ago. And uh, I want to know. And if I could help, uh, I would extend my help. Ian, Ian, <laughs> reply to me. You've touched a nerve, Akbar. Uh, have I? Oh, uh, I apologise. 
but uh, but what i uh, what i'm um, saying is that you are a calm calculated and extremely uh, intelligent uh, radio presenter i know i know and and you don't get into that kind of uh, angry mood uh, quite often and uh, i i didn't hear um, uh your program earlier but uh, i am catching the the, the fag end of it and uh, um fag end uh, uh, fag end the fag end of the program yeah yeah and 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 you can spit it out guys spit it out sorry spit it out speak the fag end out <laughs> no 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 i said this i'm catching the fag end of your program and uh, and <laughs> and and uh, uh, I, I want you to come across uh, which you are normally a, a very pleasant presenter, and uh, uh, to see that happen, it's uh, it, it's uh, it disturbs me. And the purpose of my call is uh, to sort of find out and uh, uh, extend my help and cheer you up, and uh, let's move on. Could you, you sing me a song or something to cheer me up? Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could. I'm not... Uh, Do you know Ghostbusters? Uh, I'm sorry? Do you know the theme tune to Ghostbusters? No, I don't. I don't. That I don't. Ian, like that. Ian, that song Ian, makes me Ian. smile. Yeah. Um, no, you are by nature a, a, an extremely pleasant person, Ian. Correct. I have been, I have been your listener for oh, about, around about two years, but... Uh, what, here? Uh, yeah, here. I've not been here for yeah. two years. Well, roughly, I would say. Well, R- roughly, yeah. uh, you've been you've been here about eighteen months. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. I mean, eighteen months, two years is uh, is close enough. And uh, uh, I do feel sometimes that uh, if uh, the radio station will provide you uh, more um, uh, testing uh, subjects to talk about, which I'm. Sh- I'm quite sure you are quite capable of, but uh, somehow the big stories uh, go somewhere else. Roberto, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not naming, but uh, I think you deserve uh, uh, bigger stories. But I really, I really, I've got to move on. But I really appreciate yeah. your call. You've, 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 you've touched something, and. Um, I want to say thank you for touching my, my 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 friend. Uh, um, cheer up, and uh, and you are a big enough man. Bless you, Akbar. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Can you make me say I'm outraged? You're outraged, aren't you? I'm outraged. You made me do. You're it. upset. I'm outraged at all? Yeah, you made me say it. You're angry, aren't you? Come on, you're angry. You're angry. A little bit, yeah. You're angry. Yeah, you're angry. No, no, no. Yeah, you could have said outraged. Speaking of the Rex. Yeah. This is the bit about the Rex. See, it's easy. I'm good at just making... I just kind of want to my best when I'm just making yeah, stuff just up. Making freestyling. Stuff freestyling. Kath, do you want to try and do something without doing a voice? No. <laughs> Ever had a baby be sick on you, Just? Uh, yes, uh, once and once only. Now I stay away from babies. <laughs> the most amazing thing, and again, mm. apologies if you have your breakfast. I think we've been pretty clean this morning mm. compared to the last you know, ten shows or so. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 I'd never seen projectile vomiting before. It's oh. incredible. <laughs> it is incredible. It literally goes right across the yeah. room. Just think the exorcist, yeah? It, com- it, it Completely. Yeah, horrible. It's amazing. I mean, you, the first time I saw it... it, it 
it was it was done at me, so it hit me full on the chest. Yeah. And I remember think, just being so shocked and entertained by what I saw that I couldn't be disgusted. Lovely to watch, but I don't want to be involved, thank no, you. Justin, thank you very much indeed. Now, what have you been out and about talking to people uh, about you, this morning? We've been talking about the, the, the Rex Cinema in Berkhamsted this morning. Yes. Um, a lot of people furious about this. You can't really see the point either. So you've got a, a baby and toddler club there, yeah. and they show films, certificate 15, certificate 18, and now they can't show the films anymore because somebody has complained saying, ah, hang on a second, oh, uh, these man. films are certificate 15 and there are babies in the room. We're talking here about children as young as six months old. Well, it means, it means now that the mums and dads have to, boys and girls, have to go and watch PG films. Well, mm. they'll get plenty of that later on, OK? Yeah. When, the, when you're an adult, you've got a, a little baby, you want to go and watch adult films. I mean, you would think that children wouldn't have a clue what was going on. Of course they don't. You, you would think that anyway. But um, it's got us talking this morning about the first film you remember watching at the cinema. So I've been asking people about this this morning. Now, this report features the return of Intercom Man. Oh, I know you're looking forward to that. Very much so, man. And it takes a, a very unusual twist towards the end. Is this what we... we, we uh, Kelly flagged up that you'd, you'd called in saying this is gold. Yes. Is this, this is what we're expecting. Somebody very stranger. Here's what happened. OK. So what was it for you then, sir? The very first... Um, <laughs> E.T. Yeah, yeah, brilliant film. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's still good. now, it's fantastic. Yeah, Can still you give brilliant. me a quick um, E.T. phone home? <laughs> E.T. phone home. Oh, come on, put some effort into it. <laughs> E.T. phone home. It's getting weird now, bye. <laughs> Greece, 1978. <laughs> I can remember it, yeah. My mum took me and my sister. Um, absolutely loved it, and ever since, know every single word. And how old were you? I think we were about 12. I think I was about 12 and she was about 11. Barbarella. Barbarella? Yes. And I was underage. <laughs> Bhagwan, good morning. How are you? Fine. Lovely. What was the first film you saw at the cinema? It's Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump or Forrester Gump? Forrest Gump. Yeah, it's a, it's a good film. Can you give me a quick Tom Hanks impression where he says, life is like a box of chocolates. Can you do that for me? Yeah, life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Can you do it in a Tom Hanks style for me? Yeah, life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. Hello? Is that Intercom, man? That is, yeah. How are you, Intercom, man? You well? Sorry, mate, I ain't got time. It's a ten-second one. Ian Lee wants to know, what was the first film you remember watching at the cinema? Uh, Swordfish. Yeah, Swordfish. What on earth is Swordfish? A load of rubbish, mate. I watched another went, but I took a girl there. Great. <laughs> Intercom, mate. I know you're busy. I'll let you go. All right, thank you. Take care. It was probably something like Bambi. Bambi? <laughs> yeah. You look like the sort of Bambi guy as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Well, obviously, that's a children's film. We're talking this morning about young toddlers, young babies being present in a cinema when they're specific at 15 or 18 films. Do you think there's anything wrong with that at all? Yeah. Uh, children shouldn't be allowed out of the houses. They shouldn't be born in the first place. What? Children shouldn't be born in the first place. Children shouldn't be born in the first place? What on earth are you talking about? Uh, there are too many of them in this world at the moment. Are you serious? Yes. So anybody listening to this right now who's thinking about having a child because they're in a loving relationship, a loving marriage, you're saying, don't have a child? If they can afford to have them and never be a burden on society, then yes, they can have one or two, but more than that, no way. 
gosh. Mm, told you. Unusual twist. Well, <laughs> that was gold. Yeah. The thing is, I don't get people who argue against the birth of children because, hey, guess what, man? You were a child once. Exactly. Deal with it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously he's making a point. They're saying if you can't afford them, don't go and have ten children if you can't well, afford them. That's but, different, but, but yeah. one or two's fine by him. That's it's fine by him. Justin, uh, excellent stuff. You never fail to surprise me. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Hello, Steve. Yeah, you're right. I'm all right, Steve. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm good myself. Yeah. Um, what I was just calling today is about the um job thing. Oh yeah, Steve. Me myself, I'm a principal of Barnfield West Academy. Right. Like acting, and what it is is um, I myself is also a PE teacher. You're a PE teacher. Yeah. How? How? Really? Yeah. So how long did you study? T- well, how, funny, cause I do you know I very nearly became a PE teacher, but you have to study for a long time, don't you? Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. No, I bet you don't, but we're going to. How long did you study for? Ten years. Ten years to be a PE teacher. And in those ten years, Steve, what kind of stuff did they uh, did they teach you? Well, they taught you about um, a lot of, obviously, physical education, but also... Yeah, oh, yeah but PE, that's uh, what it stands yeah. for. But what it is, you also have to, um, what do you call it? You have to have two subjects to be a natural teacher. OK, so what were your other two subjects? Mine was PE. Yeah, physical education. And then it was also PSHE. PSHE. Le- what, what on earth is that? It's, haven't you heard, like, health and social? So, so no, PSHE, no, I've not heard that. So you, had, you studied that for ten years? Yeah. That is insane. Yeah, that's insane. And also, that one of the big things, that, that when I was looking at being a PE teacher, is um, the uh, Fortophysics about Sportingtons, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of the fortophysics about Sportingtons, and that's kind of what put me off. Well, if but, you but have you to managed to... to do things, yeah. You know, how you did you do in the fortophysics about Sportingtons? Sorry, how, what grade did you get in the fortophysics about Sportingtons? Well, I got one of the highest grades. Really? Yeah. That is nuts, because that's what totally put me off. Yeah, and I uh, studied and studied and it all pays off in the end. Yeah. Did you do muscly studies? Sorry? Did you do muscly studies? Yeah. Yeah. What about pumping? No. You didn't do pumping. I think pumping was optional where I was. OK. So, Steve, you studied all of this for ten years and now you're a PE teacher, are you? Yeah. What, what age did you start studying, Steve? Eighteen. Eighteen. So, and how old are you now? 35. You, how old, sorry? 35. 35? Yep. Blimey, blimey. And they've not dropped yet? No. No, they've not dropped. Wowzers. OK. So carry on, Steve. What's your point? Right, well, what it is, me being a PE teacher, is that... Um... How old are the kids you teach, Steve? Sorry? How old are the young people that you teach? They're all different ages, aren't they? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know, are they? Oh, yeah, so it's from high school, it starts from about 11 or 12, and it goes up to, you know, year 11. Do you not find, Steve, that um, uh, people mock you for sounding like a 12-year-old girl? What do you mean? Well, do you not think that some of the... Do some of the people... Because I remember being at school, and, and kids can be right little so-and-sos, can't they? And do they not take the mickey out of you for, for sounding like a 12-year-old girl? No. They don't? No. Okay. What do they call you? Sorry. What? What do they call you, Steve? Well, definitely not my first name. No. 
that? No, I hate teachers that do that. Yep, there's a right um, old at my school. Her name's Mrs. Williams, and she lets them call her by her first name. No, we don't. We don't. Um, I don't improve of that, Steve. Exactly. What are you teaching? You teaching today, mate? Sorry. Oh, flipping heck. Are you teaching today? Nah, it's my day off. You got your day off. Yeah. Yeah, because Fridays, Fridays is a lot of sports teachers have days off, don't they? Yeah, day especially off. sport relief day. Sport relief. Ah, so that means you get to um, be relieved and stay at home. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Oh baby. Because oh, I would have thought, I would have thought they would have got sports teachers in on sport relief day to make a big thing about it. But no, they let sports teachers have the day off. The day yeah. off. Well, because what it is, I had a couple of holidays um, for. You know, a couple of days yeah. I haven't taken yet. Yeah, because teachers don't take days off in the week, don't they? Right. Who's covering for you? Oh, some, I don't know, because sometimes I just get um, from an agency. Yeah, 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 it's a PE teacher's agency, yeah, of course. Yeah, they do that. And then, yeah, and then you just get them in. So were you teaching yesterday? Yeah. What did you teach? We're teaching Amble. Amble? Yeah. Amble? Yeah. Amble? Yeah. Amble? You know what that is? Amble? You know what it is. Amble? Handball. Oh, handball. I think it said amble. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve, I don't. What's amble? Hold on a minute. Steve? Steve? Yeah, sorry. What amble is... Basically? What happened there, Steve? Where'd you go? Sorry? What, what happened there? I had to just go and get something. What did you get? Sorry? What did you get? Apple. Healthy. My breakfast. Go on, have a chomp on an apple. Go on. Sorry? I'll just say everything twice, shall I? Go and have a, go and have a, ch- a chomp on an apple. All right, hold on. He's gone again. Where's he gone? This is the most nuts... And worst prank call I've ever had in my life. Steve? I ain't a prank caller. I didn't say you were a prank caller. I heard you. Oh, cheeky. I didn't hear you eat an apple. Sorry? I don't think you've got an apple. I have. Go on, eat it now. I don't like apples. Sorry? I don't like apples. Don't you like... like... Here it is, here it is. He's got an apples! <laughs> Normally I go to a trail here, but no, I don't go to a trail when I see on my screen that one of my regulars has been doing some radio cheating. Joe in Letchworth, what the heck's going on? <laughs> what the heck is going on, man? What have you come to confess? I've come to confess I have been um, up in Scotland working for the last three, four days. Scotland! And as well as been asking people about their referendum, what they think about it, I've also... Oh, yeah, uh, but that's exactly what they wanted. Some cockney going, all right, geezer, what do you reckon? Do you want to be in or out, geezer? Do you know what? It, it's, it's quite funny, because all the people from Glasgow just automatically assume, you're a Londoner, my, my old macker. Yeah. But, um, no, anyway, I've been listening to, like, all the local BBC radio stations on the way up. I'm the way down. so sorry for f- that you had to do that. <laughs> I, I would be as well, because they're just not punchy as BBC 3CR, you know? They just haven't got that bavavoom that we've got. Give us, give us some... Look, listen, we shouldn't diss our BBC colleagues, but come on, let's diss our BBC colleagues. Give us some of the names of the radio stations that were rubbish. <laughs> BBC Lincolnshire. Hey. BBC Cumbria. Ooh. BBC Yorks. Oi! 
I, I mean, don't, and uh, I won't say BBC Scotland, even though they had, I could, could you not, the Piper Alpha Hour. The Piper Alpha? The Piper Alpha, yeah. Oh, wow. Piper Hour, just an hour of bagpipe music and people talking about bagpipe music. I'm not being funny. That doesn't sound bad. Jot that down as a possibility. <laughs> tell us, tell, I, I tell you what, Joe, this is, this is actually very useful um, uh, research that we've got here, and I appreciate yeah. you, you doing that. I've listened to, when I drive around the country, I love listening to other BB, local BBC radio stations and laughing to myself. Um, but tell us what you like about 3CR and then give us some areas where we could improve. Okay, well, you've got you, okay, in the morning, and you've got the lady, Catherine, and the the rest of your producing team, which work very hard behind the scenes. Then you've got JVS, okay, and he does his consumer hour and things like that. So that is... A lot of other radio stations don't have that, so you're very unique in that. Then you've got my man, the Nick Coffer, and his weekend kitchen on a Saturday, so you've got fantastic... Then you've got Rob uh, Rob Baroni in the afternoon, and then then it goes to to the network in the evening. So it's um, you've got a mixture... And it's really good. What, what, where do you think we could improve? It's hard because when you're oh. when you're pretty damn good, yeah. you, out, but where do you go from there? Well, um, Joe, can I just can I just bring in some members of my team here? Yeah, uh, uh, Catherine, you got Catherine, you got name checked. That must make you feel very proud. I do. I feel like I'm swollen with joy. <coughs> Kelly, you're looking a little bit sad. What's wrong? Oh, well. And you, uh, oh, can you oh, Kelly? Oh. Well, no, but you said you said Lady Catherine, and then met other and then members. The rest of your team. I'm sorry, oh. Kelly. But Kelly does a fantastic job on the BBC producing as well. So you know, it's um, you don't. I haven't been hearing that around the, around the country. I'm yeah, afraid, not as good so. as Gary Floyd though. Let's let's be honest. Gary Floyd covers that bad boy. <laughs> well, I don't know, but you know, Kelly's always pushing it and promoting it. So she's up what, there. She's up there. What do you think, Joe? Can I ask you a question? And he's not here, so he can't hear this. What do you think about Paul Scoyne's political reporter? <laughs> Odd, unique. But um, a little bit flamboyant, maybe. But do you know what? He's, uh, he certainly gets to the heart of the matter. And I can't knock him because he's a fellow cyclist. And he, he's, a, a, he's a damn good political reporter, so... Yeah, he's very, he is you know, the odd. I'm glad you mentioned odd. He's very, very odd. And you should see, he's, isn't he flamboyant, Catherine, in his dress sense? He really is. Very theatrical. Yeah. That's <laughs> the word, isn't it? He's a bit showy-offy. He wears, like, mustard trousers. And elbow pads. Oh. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But like I say, I'm just glad to be back in the heart of, of the free county. Right, listen, Joe, you've earned yourself uh, something we don't normally do here. You get to introduce Eddie Grant and Electric Avenue, and I don't think we've had any other caller has been allowed to do that, not since the days, the dark days of the Leather Man. So, uh, Joe, over to you. Introduce Eddie Grant and Electric Avenue, please. Well, fellow BBC free... Get it right, mate. Get it right. Get the station right. (laughs) BBC 3CR introduces Eddie Grant and the one and only Electric Avenue. Thank you, Joe. I don't think he's technical. We're introducing him. I think people are aware of Eddie Grant's uh, slightly bland early '80s reggae. But uh, you know, thank you, Joe. We've probably finished, haven't we? Yeah. Paul, would you like to wrap it up? Wrap it up one time, you <gasps> naughty boy! Can you actually wrap it, though? Please do wrap. Any form of pop wrap. It's unlikely I can wrap, because I can't rhyme. Say something like, Stop, this is Paul Scorings, and that was the podcast. Download it forever, then it will always last. I've got a good one. Mm. Go on, then. I've got, I've got, I've got one. OK. Spit some lyrics. Yeah, OK. That was the Ian Lee podcast. Ian Lee, he stings like a bee, and this podcast doesn't have a fee.
So you could do much, much better than yeah, that. Yeah, that was, that was great. That was I thought, no, no, it represents what it is. You sting like a bee I'm with the calls and yeah. it's free. You he represented was, nothing apart nothing, from your own yeah. ineptitude. He was Stop. doing the rap hand. No, I, yeah. Catherine, I really think we're gonna, you shouldn't be in this. Just let that upside down. Oh. Paul, you, you've, you, I you can't, finish um, as, you, as you see fit. Bearing in mind, you would like to work at Radio 4 at some point, and if you do rap, they will dredge that out. Humiliate <laughs> <laughs> you. I'm trying to think of a, a, a rap, like some, some. They call them trips, I, I believe. Um, Ian right? Lee doesn't like tea, yeah, got right. stung Ian, by a bee. This Ian, podcast Ian hasn't got a fee. Because it's free. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, I needed a beat, yeah. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Yes, you're right, it will probably never last, but then that doesn't mean that you won't be back because next week we've also got some more stuff to jump on this track. Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks on FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 